welcome to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on Wave 94, 94.1 FM. Spiritual believers and listeners, as you know, I basically had a talk where I did a Bible study at my um, church, All Nations Church. And the word that God had given me was about basically how we are to get ready for the revival. Waves and waves and waves of people are going to be coming into our churches. And the members that are there need to prepare themselves for this, this flood of people who are going to be looking for, for an oasis, going to be looking for help. And of course, we need to have our act together so that we can help what others. The, um, the other interesting thing was God gave me, he gave me a vision in the very beginning when I, when Pastor Steve Dow gave me the assignment and, and I knew that he was directed by the Holy Spirit. The first thing that I thought about was God, what do you, I, I only want to teach something that is important that you need the people to know so that when these these dark times hit that they will be in a better position and they will be they themselves will become beacons of light will become oasis themselves and draw more men and women to you Christ Jesus to you Lord God Holy Spirit and to you daddy God you Abaye so i started Immediately praying in what? Tongues. And one of the first things that God showed me as I prepared for this, this opportunity to reach out to everyone was the ark, Noah's ark. And the, the interesting thing about the story of Noah's ark was God um, gave Noah about 120 years. 120 years where he, uh, we believe he actually grew the trees that were going to be used in the ark. And then he, God gave him instructions on how to build the ark. And all during that 120 years, he, he pronounced, he preached, um, to the people about, you know, turn from your wicked ways. A flood is coming. Well, most people didn't, don't recognize a flood because it never rained. It never rained during that time. So it was very foreign to them and everything was the, the same. You know, people were getting married. People were having children. People were passing away. So the cycle of life was just the same, just like the cycle of life is going on right now in the United States of America and the world. And then when God said, okay, time to enter the ark, all the animals, they, now that would have caught my attention, seeing these animals walking by twos and going into the ark. And then finally, God said, okay, okay, Noah and his sons and their wives and his wife and Noah's wife, they entered the ark and God himself shut the door. And it was interesting. When I think about the ark, the interesting thing for me was God did not have any windows on the side 
for the ark. So they, the window was the sky was a skylight, and it was above. So they could only look up above and see the sky and see the rain coming down. And so when the people, when the waters hit, and the people realized they were going to die. I know some people were running for that ark and they were bamming on the wood and they were crying out. But Noah didn't shut the door. God shut the door. And so it was just it, you know, and it makes me think about how over the years, you know, we have, you know, ministered to the world and we, you know, people have mocked us and shunned us and tried to make us look foolish and don't let one of us be in a scandal because the world will blow it up and blast it all over the world. Right. You know, I think about when Mother Teresa passed away, you know, she died a week before Princess Diane died. Right. And I always thought about this, that, you know, the enemy made sure that someone of of great notoriety and prominence passed away to overshadow all the all the publicity, all the um, the basically works of Mother Teresa. There would have been a lot of news media talking about the works of Mother Teresa and how she sold out to Christ Jesus and all her work in Calcutta and India and the Nobel Peace Prize that she won and all these various things. But none of that happened, right? Because to this very day, it's all about Princess Diane, right? And and so I I think about the ark and why God was showing me the ark. I think about all the people today who are getting married, who are having children, who who basically um, um, feel like, you know, the Christians are they're just they're just out of order. They're misled. They don't know what they're talking about. And, you know, if I didn't have the relationship I have with Jesus Christ, I would. I would say, hmm, they might have a point. When I went to Washington, D.C., and then later to San Francisco, it really opened up my eyes and made me aware of where I am with Christ Jesus and how my life is my life drawing men to Christ Jesus. And I was, you know, looking at um, the people that I was interfacing with, my um, mentor and people that had invested in me um, when I got to Stanford because I got my master's at Stanford and I mean I was like they had big beautiful houses they had houses and vineyards they had a house in the Stanford campus but well, we're talking about millions of dollars and then they, they got their kids they got their grandkids everybody's healthy everybody's wealthy you know I mean and then, and, and then I, but when it was time to pray and thank God for our food, I'm the only one bowing my head. They, they're, they're healthy. They're riding bicycles at 74 and climbing, um, mountain climbing at, in Scotland at 70. I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking at myself and how, you know, after I took the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, 
I had side effects that are not, have not been good. The good news is that God healed me and now I need to resist the devil and submit to God's word because above all, he wants me to prosper and be in good health. He, by Jesus stripes, I'm already healed. So now I've got to learn how to walk in the trust and trust God and resist the devil. So that's where God's got me now in my walk and I have improved tremendously since I had the um, the shot. And why did I take the shot? Of course, I didn't want to take the shot, but I'm a professor and I work with students. And also at that particular time, I had won a National Science Foundation grant and I had people flying in from all over the country. And I knew that I had, I prayed about it and I went ahead and I, you know, I thought, you know, I was okay. But then I had a crisis that September after the shot. And, um, and I'm not going to go into details, but that I think exacerbated some things. And then my body went in at Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving, the next day after Thanksgiving, I was never the same. I was like, barely could walk, my hands, everything. And like, so now I'm getting help. I'm getting, you know, walk therapy and for my lower and my upper body. And I love both my therapists, Lori and Tanya. I love you. Dr. Davis loves you because they are really doing a, a great work on my body. I think that one of the best thing that came out of this is I appreciate my body. And I appreciate God giving my body and I'm going to be a much better steward of my body in the latter days than I was in my former days. So that was one of the good things that came out of that. Well, let's get back to the ark, how God had given me this vision of the ark and how today is very similar to the days of Noah. And basically one a, a, a dry run, I believe, uh, of the enemy was COVID-19. And it was the first time ever that everything in the world was shut down. Right? And we still haven't totally recovered from it. I mean, even sports, they tried to shut down the churches, but many churches did not shut down. Our church did not shut down. Our pastor, he he consulted the Holy Spirit. You know, he did, you know, he, he did exactly what the Holy Spirit said. But our church never shut down during COVID-19. Now, there was a time where there was only, our church holds, what, over 2,000 people. And we had t only 10 people in the sanctuary. You know, but it didn't shut down. It didn't shut down. So... Um, Pastor Steve Dow and Pastor Yvonne Dow, they were just magnificent in standing up um, to the onslaught of the enemy. But we lost a lot of members who never came back from the shutdown. And I've run into people who are still afraid, you know, of COVID-19. And I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be cautious and, and a good steward of their bodies, but you should not fear. The spirit of God does not give Christians, people that belong to Christ Jesus, we do not have the spirit of fear, right? We have the, we have the power of, of God, and we have a sound, what? Mind. So, 
So what's happening now is once again, people are are going through the margins. They're you know, um, you know, the inflation is hit, and now bankers are saying that recession is coming um, next year. But the thing about it is, if you belong to God, and if you are being obedient, and you are being a tither, right, and you are giving your offerings, and you are have a Mr. Budget, and if you line your life up and do as the Holy Spirit directs, then you're gonna you're gonna be fine. And God, I mean, if God has to um, drop manna from heaven for us, or have you go to the um, lake or to a river and cast your your um, hook line into the and catch a fish with a golden coin in his mouth, or if he has to get take your your meal and your oil and multiply it all the way through the time of the recession, right? Or if he has to take the two fish and the five loaves and feed, feed over five thousand. We don't have to worry about anything other than being obedient to God because God is going to showcase his people during these dark times. We are going to be like, once again, oasis. We are going to be like what? A city on the hill, light. We are going to be salt and light to the world. This is the time. But in order for us to be able to be used by God, we must be walking in the fundamentals, going to church, reading the word of God, being guided by the Holy Spirit, walking by the by the Spirit, walking in faith, being a what? A human sacrifice to Christ Jesus, to Daddy God, Yue Vahe, to Lord God, Holy Spirit. And like I said, you have to be very careful with that one because Satan has, um, the, has Satan sometimes come as an angel of light. And next thing you know, you roadkill for Satan. You know, so you have to be very, very, very careful and be making sure that you're hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit, that you're following the directives of God the Father and Lord God Christ Jesus. Everything that is good is not God for you, right? You have to make sure that it's not only good, but that it is God and that it is your assignment. One of the interesting things that came out um, in the teaching that I gave this past Wednesday at All Nations Church on the Wednesday night Bible study in the main sanctuary was how God is preparing us for the, av the avalanche of people that are about to fill our sanctuary. And God in 2010 had given me, and you can go to my blog and you can find it. In 2010, he gave me the information concerning basically how he was training some of us to be spiritual firefighters. Uh, and, and it was interesting. I was sharing that with Rodney, one of my my um, brothers in Christ Jesus. And he says, uh, I want to set you on fire. But yeah, I'm, I, I, but I'm talking about the destructive fire of Satan who wants to steal, kill and destroy. And, and Rodney was talking about the spiritual fire 
where you're turned on and you're doing the things of God. So you are just on fire for God and his word and his kingdom business. Right. So but back to what I wrote about was how people, because of the choices that they've made with their lives, they are literally on fire. Right. Their ho- their homes are on fire. Their relationships are on fire. Their children's on, <laughs> what's going on in their kids lives is on fire because Satan wants the whole shebang. He wants you and he wants everything you love. He wants everything. So but God, Christ Jesus, he wants us to have what? Life and life more abundantly. He wants our latter days to be greater than our former days. He has taken all our pain all our shame. He's absorbed it in his body on the cross. He gave us his blood so that we would have his righteousness and he took our unrighteousness. We have Christ Jesus riches and wealth. So we are co-heirs with Christ Jesus. So which life do you want? And guess what? God's life, the abundant life comes with discipline. It is not like you get to do whatever you want. But if you do as God instructs you to do, you will be blessed and you will be a blessing to others because he can trust you with his blessings, with his finances. You know, I'm, I'm, I was so a great admirer of the chosen and uh, <clears throat> I'm anxiously awaiting for the for the third um, season which hasn't happened yet And I can understand why Because God had that um, director To bypass the whole Hollywood system And that's how God does it You, you think that he needs the Hollywood system He tapped millions and millions and millions of dollars Without the world system And was so successful And tapped into all these people who wanted to know more about Christ Jesus, God's way, right? And the Father and the Holy Spirit. So the chosen is just, it was just awesome. And it basically um, showed how we don't have to be tied into the world system in order to be a success. I was looking at um, Bill, Dr. Pastor Bill Winston, who I just adore. I think he's just awesome. And um, and he has been teaching his church about how to bypass the world system and walk in the abundance that Christ has given us and that God has given us the power, the power for wealth. And so and so basically I kept thinking and thinking about how. Things are about to radically change in the United States of America, how things are about to radically change in the world, and that we in the body of Christ, it's going to be our time to shine in this world. It's going to be our time to draw all men to Christ Jesus, because they're going to want to know, how are you surviving? How are you still have a job or how you have all this finances, all these great things, right? And so I was like, okay, so as I prepared for that teaching, 
God flooded me and showed me once again about the spiritual firefighter and that you they were going to be specially trained and they're going to be pouring the word of God on these people's lives that are on fire and they're going to have and then we're going to go into intercession we're going to stand in the gap right we're going to remit right their sins which means that we're going to pray that the the effects of the sins will be diminished so that they can catch their breaths and get their minds renewed so they can walk in the abundant life that God has ordained for them. Because if we don't, they'll be totally destroyed and never, you know, walk in the abundant life that Jesus had. And then God shared the hazmat, right? The spiritual hazmat. Um, person and I was a hazmat person also at one time. So that's for the people who are in these toxic, toxic relationships. And so they've been in these toxic relationships for years and they're actually now toxic. And so they come into the church and once again, you have to be trained to be a has the spiritual hazmat person, have your hazmat suit on so that you can protect them and the congregation from the toxicity of these relationships, right? And you have to be assigned. When you get assigned at something, that means the Holy Spirit's got your back. Jesus got your back. The Lord, Abba Father, you has your back. And then God, the last line of the, is the, is the spiritual um, bomb squad because once again, people are walking into the church or will be walking into the church and they'll be ticking time bombs. And you want to be assigned and trained to learn how to, to defuse these, these bombs so that people don't blow their lives up, blow up the lives of their children, blow up the lives of their family and friends. No. You want to diffuse that and you have to be trained by the Holy Spirit and assigned to those people because then what? Jesus got your back. The Holy Spirit has your back. Daddy God, you has your back. And guess what? You are able to be used by God to help these individuals to not blow themselves up. And, you know, and you just got to trust God that whoever he assigns you to, that he's going to protect you and them. But you got to be walking in obedience. You have to surrender to God and his holy word. And you have to stay immersed in the word and, and connect it to a what? A church. I never forget a long time ago, my mentor, I just, one of my mentors, I, I just adore. I was swimming across the Atlantic Ocean for her. Julia, I'm talking about you. And um, I was swimming across the ocean for her. And she had a friend in Houston. I was in Houston at the time. And she needed to be helped to be moved back to, I guess it was Arizona or somewhere like that. She was... um a TV network person, a personality in that at that time. And so she had come to Houston to support her. Her son, I believe it was, who was being prepared for the Olympics. Um, I forgot exactly the detail. And I didn't ask permission from the Holy Spirit. 
I just jumped into it and said, okay, uh, let me help her. And this individual house was on fire. This individual had a very come from a very toxic situation and she was a ticking time bomb. And so I was like, Lord, this is where I learned a lot of this. And one of the, and so God basically had taught me through this experience that first of all, I need to get with him before I take on any assignments with people. But one of the interesting things was when I interfaced with her, we were trying to pack up her stuff and get it all set up to be moved and all that. And she had no friends. She had no relationships. So I said, well, what church do you belong to? And of course, she had no church. She didn't go to church. And what a lot of people don't seem to understand is church is bigger, of course, the spiritual part and being edified and trained and um, taught and, of course, being introduced to Christ Jesus and Daddy God, Yue Vahe and Lord God, Holy Spirit. Those things are essential. And that's the main reason why we have the church is to prepare the body to go out and do the work of the kingdom. Right. But the other thing people don't think about in the natural realm, in the physical realm, is that you have a community of people around you that can help you. I never forget when I was moving some things, I had, um, you know, uh, three of the guys um, from my church. Um, Mark Foley was one of them. And they helped me in the moving of my my things from um from Texas to my garage in Florida, right? Tallahassee, Florida. So there's a there's a lot of natural things that also come out of being a part of the of the body of Christ. And that is something that I thought about as um as I was prepping and getting ready to give the word last Wednesday. You know, I was just thinking to myself, I said, this individual, because she had no relationships in, in Houston at all, I mean, it was a struggle trying to get everything put together, pack it up so that she could move, um, you know, back to wherever she was, was from and have a fresh start. But there was a lot of demonic activity around this young, this young lady. And um, it was it was it taught me a valuable lesson. I'll tell you another one. I had um, a girlfriend that I that I loved. We, you know, very close. We that was as an undergraduate at University of Miami. You know, they were they were older than me and they were ahead of me. So as a freshman, I kind of looked up to them. And when time went on, you know, I tried to keep up with everybody. And um but one day, one of them called and, you know, asked me for um, uh, money, a loan. And um, at that time, I was working for, I think, Mobile Oil. So I had, a, I, had a, I was very cash rich, you know. And um, and so I said, no, I'm not going to loan it to you. I'm going to give you this $500. But I did not consult the Holy Spirit. I did not ask the Father. I did not ask Christ Jesus. So what ended up happening was, the soon as I had given her that money, I was under physical attack. 
all sorts of stuff was just breaking out all around me. And then the Holy Spirit explained to me that the spirit of mammon, he explained to me about how blood money and all this kind of thing, how money works, and that it is important to know um, how you you know how you handle your money and who you give your money to. And what happened was she was under such demonic attack herself that when I gave her that five hundred dollars, the demons had access to me because I had given her five hundred dollars. And so God, of course, rescued me from my mistake. But from that point on. I didn't, I try not to give money to anyone without God's approval um, and permission. Of course, I'm a tither and I give 10% of my um, income off the top first. And then I also give offerings and I also, you know, do some other things. So I want to do a lot more. And so God is training me up and guiding me on how to handle well, the latest lesson that I'm getting, I'm learning about is about children because I have adult children now. And one of the things that I have some difficulties with is that when my children need help and, and especially money, then I basically uh, acquiesce and give it to them. And of course, if it's not um, approved by God the Father Lord God Christ Jesus and Lord God Holy Spirit Then usually I got problems Financial problems right So It's been um, Very very interesting As God um, prepares Us for this Avalanche of people That are going to be coming to our churches We need to have our house in order We need to be working out Eating healthy We need to be Tithers. We need to be givers. We need to be eating the word, reading the word, hearing the word every day. One of the powerful things you can do that helped me out a lot was read the word out loud. Because then you're, you're, you're walking, your faith comes by hearing and hearing what? The word of God. So you're building up your most holy faith. But the thing about it is, is that you also need to understand that we have the faith, the measure of faith that Christ Jesus had, and that we have the measure of faith, the same faith as Christ Jesus, the same faith as Peter, the same faith as Paul the Apostle. We got the same faith. So why aren't we walking in the miracles of Jesus? Why aren't we working in the miracles of Peter and Paul, right? Because we have the same faith. It's because we the soul part has to be taken care of. We have to renew our mind and we have to understand the laws of faith. We have to understand that the word of God contains God's power, God's faith. And so when you read the word of God, it's like pellets of gold. And then when you activate it by being a doer of the word, you activate it and the power of God, like radiant light, comes out and permeates you and everything around you, right? And so basically walking in the power of God, you can now do the things that Jesus does. And then on top of that, Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father interceding for us right now. 
I want to continue this conversation as we prepare ourselves for the avalanche, as we prepare ourselves for the believers that are coming to us. And I want to close it out with Romans 10, 9. That's if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you are saved. Thank you for once again joining me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM Wave 94, Enter the Glory Zone with Dr. Edith Davis. Presence